good day. This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered, focused, decisive action and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on joint venture marketing. And my guest is best-selling author Ken MacArthur. Ken has built an internet marketing career on the philosophy that partnerships and collaboration build value for everyone by creating websites and events that foster joint ventures and cooperative efforts. He's probably brought more people together for profit and growth than any other marketer today. He has over 400,000 people that read his Internet marketing advice on a weekly basis, and his JVAlert.com membership newsletter boasts an excess of over 12 million subscribers. His book, Impact, How to Get Noticed, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World, is really inspiring. He reveals key strategies used by some of the most influential people in the world, and these people create measurable and undeniable impact on millions of people. They do it by having people spread their message, which catches on like wildfire. To find out more about Kim MacArthur, go to his website, KimMacArthur.com and JVAlert.com. This is fascinating information. Let's get to it. Ken MacArthur, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sabrina. It's great to be here. I was reading in your impact book about how each one of us have impact, and I wanted you to tell our audience who you are, what you do, and uh, you know a little bit about that book and why you wrote it. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I've been around since the dark ages of the Internet and uh, before that, punch cards. <laughs> and uh, before that, I don't know, I was uh, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Elvis. Uh, never lived there, but I started out uh, many, many years ago. So I've been around a long time, had a lot of experiences, uh, once uh, had a kind of a contest uh to, to count up the number of possible occupations that a person could possibly have, um, but uh, I've uh, I've been uh, primarily on the internet uh, for a decade and a half or so when it first started up, and and I was lucky enough to be able to uh, come from a technical background. I used to uh, do all the forecasting and logistical software for a little company called Pepsi. And then uh, I took that skill and what we were doing early, early on the Internet and started developing websites. And then one day I actually uh, uh, was putting things together uh, for my clients and trying to help them out, um, discovered that there were some common things, uh, but I uh, discovered the power of uh, joint ventures. I put together a little uh, joint venture with a guy by the name of Jim Daniels, who was an early work-at-home kind of a guy, just a heart and soul kind of a guy, the kind of person who uh, you know you can trust and you know he's telling you this, this great scoop. And a lot of people were following him early, early, early on in the the, uh, the start of the Internet, just as... Uh, the commercial end of the Internet started kicking in, and people were thinking about uh, being able to make a living from home. And we put together a little uh, website together. We did a joint venture, if you can believe it, all over email. And uh, wow. we launched a website. We never talked on the phone. 
Um, but uh, launched a website, did a quarter million dollars worth of recurring revenue in the first six months. And I decided that joint ventures were a pretty amazing things. So uh, took that joint venture. Um, I asked uh, Jim, I said, you know, this is pretty neat. You know, we put together one uh, joint venture. We did pretty well. Um, so what could we possibly do next? Who would you like to joint venture with? Because I was sitting there thinking in the back of my head, you know, if I could do this kind of a joint venture with one person, what could I do? You know, there's got to be other people like Jim around there in the world. And so we started a little group called JV Alert, which was uh, basically by invitation only. And we invited some of the early, early people that were uh, in Internet marketing People that you might know uh, still around, some of them still around today. Um, people like Onyx Silver and Mark Joyner and Declan Dunn were some of the early, early pioneers uh, in the Internet marketing space. We invited them into a little membership site, and we uh, we had a great thing going. Uh, we were telling each other about joint ventures and ways that we could work together trying to make each other's business uh, better. And then we decided to take that site public, and on the first uh, day of pre-launch, it went to 362 out of all the sites on the Internet in terms of traffic. So that was a big success for us. So we've had lots of successes along the way. You know, I did, um, uh, I worked mostly in my basement for, <laughs> for the first, uh, you know, half decade or so at least. And, and then I decided that maybe I should go out for lunch with a couple of guys that were in the, uh, in the area at the time, there was a guy by the name of Andy Jenkins lived in the Philadelphia area at the time, and Frank Garrett, who was an early guy, and and um, a couple of other people, and we got together and had a great lunch. And so I said, you know, there kind of be some people in my neighborhood. Maybe I could just send out an email to people and see if they wanted to get together for lunch, or or maybe if only one or two of them wanted to get together, they could come hang out with me in my basement with all my computers. <laughs> and so what we did, uh, I actually sent out this email, and um, a guy by the name of Frank Sousa emailed me all the way back from Spokane, Washington. I was in Philadelphia at the time, and he said, I want to come for lunch. <laughs> and I said, well, if you're going to come all the way from Spokane, Washington, I guess we should do something a little bit bigger. So we got a, uh, a conference room. There were about 30 people that wanted to come. And um, we decided to meet the evening before and have a networking dinner. And then uh, we got together and had hot seats. We basically talked about uh, what everybody was doing and kind of tried to help each other out. And then um, the next morning, we got together for breakfast before Frank flew off uh, back across the country. And that was the start of the JV Alert Live events that have been going on for now over eight years. Uh, some of the top marketers in the world, they come to those events, they create uh, joint ventures and, and do amazing things. Now, that's wonderful. Now, you mentioned logistics and Pepsi. Um, what... Do you take from your regular nine to five into the internet world? <laughs> well, I did take that technical stuff, uh, you know, into what I was doing. I think I think when you're starting out with anything, you ought to, 
you know, we all start from somewhere, right? So we talk about mm-hmm. list building and how people build up these massive lists and how they have these great joint ventures and all that kind of stuff. But we all start out naked with nothing, right? <laughs> That's the way we're born into the world. So nobody ever starts out with, uh, you know, a million people on their list. Uh, you know, when you're born, you don't have any, you don't have a list. So, um, everybody's got to start uh, somewhere, and I think we ought to start exactly where we're at. So if we've got skills that we can bring into things, that makes it a lot easier. Um, you know, I was told uh, when I wanted to go back into business for myself, it, I was basically told, well, that's fine as long as you don't invest any money in it, you don't invest any extra time in it, and uh, you instantly replace your corporate salary. So... <laughs> So um, I was lucky enough to be able to do at least a couple of those. Um, I did replace the corporate salary. Um, I didn't invest any money in it, but I hedged a little bit on the time thing. So um, I think that uh, you can take you know wherever you're at and you can grow amazing things. And the the real secret to that is the relationships and and the connections that we bring together. And that's Really, what we do so much at our live events is bring people together so they can they can build those lifetime relationships that uh, will serve everybody because when we are doing things together when we're working together, we can do so much more than we can apart you know being um, cooped up in your basement by yourself, you get you know a certain amount of good ideas, certain amount of bad ideas, but we can do so much more when we're um, out there um, spreading the good ideas around, uh, helping share assets and and sharing uh, responsibilities and not and realizing that we don't have to do it all. You know, when I first started my first information product, it was actually built as part of uh, an offshoot of that little event that we had with 30 people that came uh, because three guys sat on the couch at the end of that event and. Uh, the first guy was Frank Sousa, who had flown all the way across the country, and the other guy was Sterling Valentine, who was a young guy uh, diagnosed with ADHD and uh, was having trouble finishing uh, projects and things like that, and myself, and we just sat and talked, you know, like everybody has a conversation. Um, the question, you know, was, uh, what do you want to do next? And, um, you know, how can I help you do that? Um, and and those kinds of questions that everybody has when they go to live events. And you wouldn't think that that would make that much difference, a simple little conversation like that. But out of that one single conversation, literally thousands and thousands of lives were changed, millions of dollars were made, and uh, countless people were impacted um, and that's really why I wrote the book, uh, Impact, How to Get Noticed, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World, because when I was at those live events, I saw lives being changed. I saw people having impact beyond just one life, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to help people to realize that they make a difference whether they want to or not, you know. Uh, it would be nice if we didn't make a difference, actually. <laughs> you know, we could do whatever we wanted to. So you could tell, you know, Aunt Martha that she's ugly and, and you could kick the baby and you could eat all the pie you want and it wouldn't make any difference, you know, because we wouldn't make any difference. But if you think about, 
the fact uh, is that even though we may not want to at, at all times, we make a huge difference uh, because we impact thousands of people that come into contact with us. If you think about a mother, for instance, who has a child, and if they did absolutely nothing with that child, what would happen? Um, the effects would be devastating, and not just on that child, but to every person that that child comes into contact with. So we all have an impact on thousands uh, at a minimum and and potentially on millions of people during the course of our lives. And for me, at least, if we know that we're going to have that kind of an impact and we realize that there's an art, there's a science, there's a technology to being able to increase that impact, that uh, we ought to spread the good stuff around, make the world a better place, uh, impact people in a positive way. And so that's really why I wrote the book about that. Awesome. Now, you mentioned the Lone Ranger Jays. I can't get away from thinking what that must have been like because we have so many people out today on the Internet. When you first started the whole Internet bit, what was going through your mind and actually <laughs> going from your 9 to 5? I mean, I'd like to know what that was like. <laughs> well, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. I mean, I, I think it was born into my DNA. My my dad was a, uh, a minister, a Presbyterian minister who who, uh, you know, when he was my age or younger, I guess, was, you know, traveling across uh, uh, three different states, preaching four times and traveling 200 miles on a Sunday, you know, fording rivers in a Jeep and out in the, the wilds of the Southwest. Um, but he had an entrepreneurial streak that I think was hidden deep down inside, you know. He was out there serving people and helping people and stuff like that. But uh, I had a little bit of a magical experience, you know, when I was young. I was about 20 years old, and I went into a, uh, a tropical fish store, and I looked in the tank and decided I wanted to get the, some tropical fish. And I looked in the tank, and there was this big black fish. It was a black molly. And I picked out the biggest one in the tank, and I said, I want that fish. And I took it home, put it in the tank, and the next morning I discovered how... Uh, why that fish was so big, because there were, you know, about a hundred babies swimming around the next morning. <laughs> so, so, me being the entrepreneurial type, I immediately thought, and I said, you know, I just bought that uh, fish for 25 cents or whatever it was, 15 cents, whatever it was way back then that you paid for a fish, and look at all these fish that I've got. This is amazing. You know, think of the profits that you could make if you were raising these kind of fish. And so I looked into it. I got a big, thick book that uh, was uh, written by a guy by the name of Axelrod. It was all about tropical fish and how uh, fish farmers raised them down in the area of Tampa and stuff like that. And before you knew it, I packed up all my bags. I moved down to Florida uh, near Tampa. My parents actually were living in Lakeland by then, uh, which is in the center of the state of Florida. And I decided I was going to get a job, you know, whatever job I could get, and then learn about this tropical fish stuff. But my father, with that little entrepreneurial streak, you know, he started a bicycle shop when he was just a young man. He saw an ad in a paper, and before you knew it, I was the owner of a tropical fish store. So I started out at age 20, never looked back. I built recording studios. I built my own uh, software consulting business. Uh, so over the years, I always had that streak, but 
you know, sometimes I get pulled back into the more corporate world, but, you know, at the core, entrepreneurs can change the world more than anybody, I think. You know, we have the power and the freedom to be able to do exactly what we want uh, if only we use the tools that are at our disposal. And that's inspiring, and that's uh, that's life-changing for people. And that's um, that's what drove me, I think, to get out there to try and make the difference that I could. Uh, you know, there's a reason why I wrote the book Impact, How to Get Noticed, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World, and that's because I wanted to have an impact. I wanted to get noticed. I wanted to mo- motivate millions of people, and I wanted to make a real difference. So I told the stories of, of people who were who came to my events and their lives changed, uh, and those were magical moments because... Um, I remember a dairy farmer that came to one of my events. Um, He was dragged there by his son actually kicking and screaming (laughs) a little bit reluctantly because he had been a dairy farmer and his father a dairy farmer before him and his grandfather a dairy farmer before him, but he got laid off. And he had uh, several special needs kids that he had adopted and was taken care of and and uh, he didn't have any money. He didn't know what he was going to do. He had to go to work in the uh, Gerber baby food factory, uh, working on the line. And, and he was making barely above minimum wage. Uh, they were telling him, you're going to get into management. But one day they came to him and they said, you know, we're going to lay you off because you're low man on the seniority. And, um, and he went um, visited his son in Atlanta. And um, his son said, you know, you've got to go down to Ken's event because, uh, you know, there are things that you could be doing, you know, where you wouldn't have to be so dependent on somebody that's going to fire you at the drop of a hat, you know. And he came to my event, and he was just going to kind of hide out in the back. And it was of an event called Get Your Product Done where we actually brought in experts and we helped people get their product done in a single weekend and sure enough, uh, we dragged him into it. Uh, he was out there uh, creating a, a product before he knew what hit him. And within the next 30 days, he did $140,000, which was more money than he'd made in years. And it changed his life. And, and, you know, just having that kind of an experience and seeing how that changed his life was impactful. But here's the thing that really got to me was he came back to an, a later event, a JV Alert Live event, and uh, I still remember him coming up to me. It was early in the morning, and he was holding an email that he'd printed out in his hand, and he handed me the email, and it was from a 14-year-old kid. And that 14-year-old kid said, you know, I I went and I saw your your website, and, and Jeff had actually created this website. It had, it had dairy cows on the front of it telling the story of how he actually went back and laid off his boss. You know, he told he told his boss, you're not going to fire me, I'm going to lay you off because I've had this success. And and, uh, and so the website had these cows on the front, and uh, he said, uh, you know, my dad is angry and bitter. He's working two jobs. He's working in a gas station part-time. He can barely get by, and He's just so angry at the world. And I went to him and I said, look at this website, Dad. This could be you. You could change your life. You could turn it around. And this angry, bitter man turned around and gave this 14-year-old kid the first hug he'd ever had in his life. 
And wow. those are the moments. I mean, if you had been sitting there and read that 14-year-old kid's email, you'd just you'd be in tears because um, the impact. You know, and he said, you know, I don't know if my father will do anything with this, but it really validates um, for for me. It put me back in contact with my father, and those kind of stories were just repeated over and over and over again at, at my events. Uh, we once dedicated a full 90-minute session just to have people come up. And I started with Frank Susan. I said, you know, how did that conversation on the couch impact you? And he got up and he told about how he created traffic geyser literally on the back of a napkin at a JV Alert live event and had built uh, a multi-million dollar a uh, company with Mike Koenigs, who went on to great, great success. They built a multi-million dollar company together. And um, and having that experience, you know, the, obviously it impacted him financially, but he was able to do things like go out and build a kitchen for his church or, or to work to uh, help uh, teens that were uh, in trouble. And he adopted people at the events and just took them under his wing and helped them through the process you know, when when people were struggling. And so person after person got up and talked about how they had been impacted, uh, just one person by another person by another person. And there were people living uh, in that room together, a, a room with no more than 100 people in it, um, just countless people whose lives had been changed, there were people who were alive in that room because of interactions that they'd had together, just physically alive. They would have been dead if it hadn't been for that. And I had a panelist, uh, you know, that that had heard a story during that conversation of how one woman had found um, an al- alternative treatment for her, uh, what she thought was terminal cancer, and how she was alive because of of uh, information and help that she'd received from people in the room. And then he stood up and said, you know, you don't even know this, but I read your story on the Internet, and um, and I was diagnosed with terminal cancer, and because of what I read uh, and what came from you and your experience, I was, uh, you know, I'm standing before you today. You know, <laughs> those kinds of moments, you can't put a, a price tag on, on lifetime relationships that change your life over and over again. It's it's uh it's the things that make the world go around it's the things that build legacy for us you know um because we live here in this world uh we live in the magic of the moment and we live with the people who we meet uh, but our impact can be truly beyond one person's life it can impact people for generations to come wonderful that's really beautiful I wanted you to talk about something that you know real well since you were there in the, uh, some call it Lone Ranger days of the Internet, the early start, <laughs> and getting your message out because there's a lot of noise now on the Internet that was not there, say, 15, yep. 20 years ago. Yeah, and but, uh, but many but people, there are many marketers and whatnot, and you're mentioning people. I haven't heard you mention Corey Rudel. Did you know him? Uh, I didn't know Corey per, uh, personally. Uh, he was, you know, around at the same time, and then of course he died tragically um, at a at a young age. So I never got the chance to actually meet him in person. But of course he impacted a lot of lives, uh, you know, along the way too. 
The message, though, in terms of getting your message out, you're mentioning having impact and impacting people's lives. And many times we read on the Internet, people say, oh, I made so many millions of dollars or come here and see this because I made this amount. It's all about the money. It's all about the digits. It's not about really impacting people's lives and or they'll mention, hey, you need a list of, you know, 20 million people to make an impact at all. What do you let, say to that? Let me tell you about about the first uh, JB Alert. Uh, you know, when Sterling Valentine, I mentioned Sterling, he came came to that event, and and he didn't really have anything to offer, you know. He didn't have any product. He didn't have any joint venture partners. He didn't have any list at all. He called it just a beat-up laptop and a dream, right? And uh, But he went around to every single person that came to that first event, and and he basically asked them about themselves. What are your projects? What do you want to get out of being here? You know, what are your goals? How can I possibly help you? And of course, he didn't have much to offer, really. You know, um, but by the end of the event, uh, which was only a day long, people were swarmed around Sterling Valentine. And the reason they were swarmed around Sterling Valentine was because. By the end of the event, he could connect every single person in that room. And I can't tell you how important it is to develop those relationships and to listen. Listen is such a, an important skill. Now, I've been yakking, yakking, yakking. I could be learning a lot more if I was listening to you. <laughs> but but I, uh, I, I can't stress enough the power of listening and thinking of the other person first. Because who do we want to do great joint ventures with? And I've seen multi, multi-million dollar uh, joint ventures at every JV Alert live event. And uh, what what's the difference between that? You know, it's really based on, you know, who do we want to work with? Um, you know, most people think that uh, large list owners, people who have hundreds of thousands of people on their list, are money motivated, and that's very rarely true. And in the first place, they probably have enough money uh, to, to meet their needs already, right? I mean, everybody can always mm-hmm. use more, but but you know, it may not be their primary motivation factor. You know, they may have a charity that they're interested in, or they may have hobbies or interests that they're interested in. We're all people, and who do we want to hang around with, and who do we want to be with? I tell people that you can do a joint venture if you can get a cup of coffee because I know at my events I've been, you know, lots of times so busy working, getting everything done, stressed out about exactly what's going on or working with a sound problem or whatever other problem has come up at the last second. Can't even go out and get a bite to eat or a cup of coffee and somebody will show up with a cup of coffee. Do you think I'd remember that person? that just came up to me just out of the kindness of their heart and said, here, you look like you might be thirsty. Here's a cup of coffee. I got it for you. Oh, yes, yeah. for sure. So, uh, you know, it's not hard to stand out in a group like this uh, of top-level Internet marketers. Here's the reason it's not hard, because uh, think about the interactions that you have with people every single day. Uh, you notice if somebody... Um, is is trustworthy if they don't exaggerate you know if they aren't always talking about themselves you notice if they are listening to you and paying attention to you and and if they care about you and your wants and needs so many people when they first come to an event like this 
they run up to the top level producers and they say, I've got this great, great project, and if only you'll send this out to your list, I know you've got hundreds of thousands of people, you're going to make a ton of money, and, uh, you know, that may not serve that list owner's needs at all. In the first place, the first thing a list owner wants to do is to protect that list. So, uh, anything that harms that or takes away from that or lessens the credibility of that expert, you know, anything that's not very, very valuable for that list is something that they want to avoid at all costs because that's the most valuable asset that they have is that trust. But, uh, but you'll stand out if you under-promise, if you over-deliver, if you actually do what you say you're going to do. I can't, I can't tell you how many people have come up to me and said, Ken, I'm going to make you a millionaire. <laughs> and and uh, the number of people that, volu- uh, that volunteer that information is really, really high. You know, they say they're going to make me rich. Uh, the number of people that actually do that is a lot smaller, right? So, uh, so we're not, we're not, uh, we don't judge people on the, the basis of what they say they're going to do, we judge people on the basis of what they do. You know, I told my daughters when they were growing up, I said, you may not be able to catch somebody in a lie, but you always know who the liars are eventually, you know, because the truth comes out. And it comes out even if we're just exaggerating, right? So if you think about the people that you know around the world, you know the, you know people that exaggerate every day, right? And you discount the things right. that they say because you can tell, you know, they, they just always exaggerate, right? So if we can tell that on that gut level, can we tell quality? Because all sales are based on trust and value. So if we can really deliver value, you know, I tell people when they're building products, I don't be thinking about, you know, how can I, how can I get the best deal? How can I price this right? How can I, how can I, uh, you know, be really, really sneaky about this? You know, be thinking about how can I deliver the most value? Because if I were to hand, if I were to talk you somehow and I, I, I got you to trust me and I said, just give me a dollar bill, right? And you, you gave me a dollar bill and then I said, okay, here's two dollars and gave you back $2. And then I said, can you give me another dollar bill? And you gave me a dollar bill, and I gave you back $2. And if I just kept doing that, you know, would you keep doing that for a while? <laughs> you probably would, as long as I kept <laughs> delivering right, on the promise, right? Uh-huh. Most and definitely. then you'd probably tell other people about it eventually, you know. And if I kept doing that for them, they would probably spread the word too. And it wouldn't be a marketing problem, right? <laughs> there no. wouldn't be any any uh, <laughs> any heavy persuasion needed or a top-level sales uh, letter, you know, sales copy. I've known some of the, the top copywriters in the world, but they wouldn't be required whatsoever if you just deliver the value over and over again. So two things that you need is just trust and value. You know, I do this demonstration. I, I call it making money out of thin air. I do it at the JV Alert Live events, usually at the start. And um, I'll ask somebody. Uh, I'll, I'll basically talk to people and just tell them what I think about things a little bit and develop a little bit of trust. And then I'll just say, is there anybody that is in the audience that will trust me with a $100 bill? 
And before I do that, what I do is I look for somebody trustworthy in the audience, and I, I, I hand them my wallet, right? So I, I say, look, I don't have anything in my pockets. You want to see me make money out of thin air? And then uh, I ask anybody if, if there's anybody in the room that will trust me with a $100 bill. And um, so far, <laughs> somebody has always gotten up and said, yes, I'll trust you with a $100 bill. And, and I say to him, now, I'm going to take this bill and I'm going to keep it, right? And there's no guarantee and I don't have anything to give you. Do you still want to give me the $100 bill? And so far... Somebody's always said, yes, <laughs> I'll trust you with it. Um, and then I turn around to the audience and I say, well, um, you know, I, I'm offering no guarantee. I don't have anything to give. That's how you make money out of thin air, right? Because now I've got a $100 bill. Now, that feels a little bit empty, doesn't it? And and what's mm-hmm. missing in that uh, in that transaction? What's missing about that whole feeling that makes everybody go, oh, well, you made money, but what good is that? You know, it's the value, right? It's it's like I didn't give them anything of value. So then I turn to the audience and I say, basically, um, you know, is there anybody here? I don't have anything to give this person that trusted me with a hundred dollars, but is there anybody here that has something of real value that they would be willing to offer to this person? And it usually starts off slowly, and somebody will say, "Well, I've got uh, I've got a book here that I wrote. I'll, I'll give them a copy of my book." And uh, so then I'll look around the room and I'll say, "Is there a mathematician in the room?" <laughs> and uh, I usually get a volunteer, and I say, "All right, how much is this book worth?" And you know, maybe if you were looking at my book, it says on the cover, it says uh, twenty four ninety nine is the value of of this book, right? So write down twenty four ninety nine. And then I'll say, uh, well, you got twenty four ninety nine, but that's not value for a hundred dollar bill. So is there anybody else in the room? And I'll keep going and I'll keep going and there have been times when I've gotten over sixty thousand dollars worth of value out of the room that would be delivered in terms of real value for products, software, uh all kinds of services that uh people are willing to give that person. And that person walks away with an investment of a hundred dollars, but they may walk away with ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars worth of value uh out of that. Mm-hmm. Now uh the the real reason why I do that is not to make a hundred dollars. The reason I do that is because it really illustrates that every single person in that room can do exactly what I just did. Because I walked in there having nothing, right? And there are people with resources all around you uh, that uh, are willing to step up to the plate. And when you work together, you can create joint ventures that uh, create tremendous amounts of value. You know, I say that there's three things you have to do to make money. Uh, you have to have th- uh, all three of them. If you don't have all three, you won't make any money. And if you do have all three, then you will. The first thing is you got to have something to sell. you got to have a product or service to sell because if you don't have a product or service to sell, you're not going to make any money. And the second thing is you got to have an audience to sell it to because if you don't have anybody to sell this product to, you aren't going to make any money. And the third thing is conversion. You actually have to convince somebody to give you money for this thing, right? And we all realize that, but so many times people go on and on uh, without one of those legs of the stool, you know, so the chair's always falling over. <laughs> uh, 
because um, mm-hmm. we think, you know, well, I'll just work on building a great, great product. And we keep working and we work and we try and make it the hottest, greatest thing, you know, and we never build the audience or we never, uh, we never build a product. We build bands all over the place, but we don't build the products, you know. So all three things are important, uh, but we can get all of those things with collaboration and working together. Wonderful. Now, your JV Alerts, where are they going on this year, or what are your plans? Oh, wow. Uh, we've got JV Alerts all over the country. So the next one that's coming up is actually April 19th uh, through the 21st. It's in Orlando, Florida. That's uh, the eighth one we've done in Orlando, actually. And uh, it'll be a great, great event. Uh, we always have a, a, a great group of people in Orlando. And then uh, come up, coming up in May, we'll do the Northeast. Um, and uh, we're, we still haven't got the location for that one exactly. We're working on the hotel contract, but uh, it'll be somewhere probably Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, D.C. area. And after that, uh, we go back to San Diego in June. And then after that, uh, July looks like Denver. And uh, we're already talking about possibly going to Seattle in August. So um, just lots and lots of opportunities for people to get together, you know, develop those lifetime relationships uh, that uh, really, really make a difference in people's lives, you know. So um, anybody that's interested in those events can go to jvalertlive.com and uh, get information on that. Or you can go to my blog at kimmacarthur.com find out more than you ever wanted to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to say I, I did a, an Alex Mendozian um, card. He once handed me his card, and it has nothing on the card except for a Google search box with Alex Mendozian in the search box. <laughs> so you could do the same thing for Ken MacArthur if you just uh, type in Ken MacArthur in the uh, in Google and you'll get more information than you ever wanted to know about me. This has been great. Thanks so much for being a guest with us. Well, it was really my pleasure. I hope I didn't talk your ear off. I hope that... Uh, that uh, I got a few interesting stories out for your people and that they can take some examples to realize that they really do make a difference, uh, that the power is in the relationships that we build. Money, money is not always the motivation for everything that people do. Uh, when it all comes down to it, uh, we're all human beings at the core and we have the same basic needs, wants, and desires as everybody else on the planet. And if we can think of the other person first, we can have an impact uh, that can last beyond one life. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Can you mention your website? Because I know you have a few of them, and you mentioned the JV Alert and, of course, your blog. But is there anything else we need to know? Oh, wow. Um, you know, the, the the best way to find out uh, about me personally is at KenMacArthur.com. That's Ken K E N M C A R T H U R dot com. Uh, JV Alert Live events at jvalertlive.com. And we do run one day intensive events, uh, which is at onedayintensive.com. Those are small masterminds. You know, um, at my larger events, it's really hard to 
talk to everybody. If there's 150 people at an event and I want to spend a half an hour to an hour with each person, the, the numbers just don't add up. So what I do before every event is I run a one-day intensive, which is no more than 10 people, and we do small group uh, mentoring and masterminding together, fabulous chances for me to get to focus on you, your products, uh, your services, your ideas, uh, your projects, and to um, to really be able to help uh, people individually. So that, that uh, makes a big difference. So um, we're doing that. We're doing a great uh, project called the Impact Project, which is to raise awareness about uh, human trafficking um, and the the terrible crisis in the world that's in our backyard everywhere uh, that goes on uh, limiting the the freedom of other human beings on the earth you know human slavery is something that we'd like to think doesn't exist anymore but exists in our backyards and um, we're trying to raise awareness um, to help uh, people find solutions to that to know uh, how to recognize it, and then also to know the resources that they can get to people if they uh, if they do recognize it in their own neighborhoods, and uh, so you can get uh, information on that um, at theimpactevent.com. We just finished up a great event in Los Angeles around that too. So lots of good things going on, um, just out there trying to make a, a difference in the world and make sure that good things get spread. Amen. Thanks so much again. My pleasure, and thank you for being such a wonderful host. It was great to talk to you tonight. Thank you.